It's on the house. Martin took time out of his road trip to do the scenic drive through Yellowstone, and the next morning took off immediately so he could squeeze in a drive through Grand Teton. By the time Martin got to Jackson, he was so hungry that he decided to stop at the next fast food restaurant he saw. Being a diehard vegetarian, this was not an easy choice. His calculations were correct that he had one more cheese sandwich in the cooler, but what he didn't anticipate was that the baggie it was in hadn't been sealed completely. His fault, obviously. And it was waterlogged to the point that the bread was stuck to the cheddar. The cheddar itself was slimy, like, well, wet cheese. He did try one bite to see if he could stomach it, but he was prone to gagging. Canned cat food, used band-aids, ear-picking, stuff like that. So this was not to be choked down. Martin was driving to his sister's in Kansas. He hadn't been to the States for a while. He was taking his time in his 1993 Sentra via a scenic route through Montana and Wyoming, rather than his usual route going through Saskatchewan and entering the U.S. in North Dakota. He was psyched to visit Karen, but not why. His younger sister had gotten cancer, of all things. She didn't deserve it, not like some people did, like serial killers and Bill Cosby. She was way too young for this nonsense, only 27, but it seemed cancer had no age requirements. Her husband was stationed in Afghanistan, an eight-month assignment, but he was only halfway through when she got the diagnosis that her ovaries were killing her. Through the military, she had top-notch medical care, but she needed help managing her kids, what with chemo treatments, doctor's appointments, worrying about what will happen to her kids if she dies, that kind of stuff. She was getting only a small unemployment check from her part-time medical receptionist job. She was just too sick to work. Martin didn't have much going on at the moment. The pandemic had taken his job managing the local community theater because no one was going to see plays right now. It pissed Martin off that the arts are considered non-essential. What is life without art? Though social distancing wouldn't allow them to sell enough tickets to break even anyway. But then what about the actors? He wondered how they were getting away with it in Hollywood. Of course, on stage was a different story. No separate takes or tricky camera angles to make it look like the actors were closer than they actually were. He got his test results before he left. He knew he'd be negative. He had less than nothing going on for him right now. No girlfriend and who the hell wanted to date during a pandemic. He had some friends that dated. Two got sick, a few more hadn't yet, but Martin thought it was just a matter of time. Luckily, gaming was online now. He actually made a shitload of fr new friends playing Apex Legends, COD, even Minecraft, which he knew he was too old for. But what else are you going to do? Might as well build your own reality. Anyway, Karen had a guest room. He'd quarantine there until he got another set of test results. Last thing Karen needed to catch was COVID. He saw a Carl's Jr. up ahead. They had veggie burgers now, didn't they? God, he hadn't been to one since he was in the back seat of his parents' car fighting with Karen over who got to give their order first. Fucking Karen. He loved her so much. Martin pulled up to the drive through menu and ordering box. He and Karen used to joke that the people on the other end were the same people who did the adult voices in the Peanuts holiday specials, where adults squawked nonsensically instead of talking. He was surprised that the female voice asking for his order was so clear. Well, what did he expect after all these years? His choices were few, as with any time he went out with friends and occasional dates before COVID to restaurants. The idea of a vegetarian restaurant in Edmonton was laughable. He often ended up just getting an appetizer and a salad, and unfortunately, he didn't really dig salads. 
He certainly didn't mind his end of the bill when it was time to split the check. If someone suggested they split it equally, he didn't object. He usually drank enough beer to make it relatively fair, and why end a good time bickering over a few dollars? The best answer he could come up with when he was asked why he was a vegetarian was that it kept his weight down, and as an actor, when he wasn't managing the theater, he needed to stay light. The real reason, which only Karen knew, was that meat triggered his gag reflex. Started when he was a teenager, out of the blue one night at dinner, in front of everyone. His dad had a fit, and his mother cried. Martin tried to soothe his mother by saying it wasn't her fault. It wasn't. She was a decent cook. But of course she didn't buy it. Her ego had been so steamrolled over the years, it was hard for her to accept compliments, much less recover from rejected meatloaf. His dad always thought Martin was a wuss, which maybe he was, but he could care less. He often wondered if his dad wasn't such a loudmouth bully. The man barked. He didn't speak. Much worse than squawking. He wouldn't have gotten his gagging neurosis. Karen's PTSD symptoms from surviving their father were pulling out eyebrow hair, results easily hidden by eyebrow pencil. Girls were lucky that way. Shit, people paid to get their eyebrows plucked, and both closing and locking a door after entering a room. If there was no immediate door to lock, she went and checked the closest door to the outside. A reflex developed, no doubt, by their dad barging into their rooms on a whim to yell himself purple about grades, overflowing garbage under the sink. The music was too loud, too many boys, not enough girls, feeding the dog. Because of his dietary choice, if it was a choice, Martin really had no option but to stop going to fast food joints because back when all this gagging over meat started, there were no meat-free options. Fries, shakes, that was it. Now he ordered a Beyond Burger, fries, and a chocolate shake. He pulled up to the pickup window, remembering last minute to put his light blue paper mask on, paid with his unemployment debit card, and grabbed the white logoed sack. It smelled magnificent. He was that hungry. He decided that he didn't want to eat and drive and drip ketchup all over himself, so he pulled into a space in the parking lot. The fries were on top, which he took out and placed in the console between the seats. Next came the burger, and he salivated. He was going to have to give fast food another chance. Christ, there were a lot of napkins. He started to fish them out and stopped. What he just touched at the bottom of his grease-soaked bag was not napkins. Did he forget ordering something else? As hungry as he was, Martin pulled the pile of napkins out and placed them on his lap and put the burger on top of them. The mystery package felt like a flimsy shape made of boxboard, like a cereal box. He unwrapped and revealed a small rectangular tube, like the kind you find when you order a small appliance and there are those extra pieces of packaging for shock absorption. There was tape along the side. He chalked it up to a stoner in the kitchen and started to throw the tube in that pocket of space they install into doors these days to put your random items or trash into, but then he sparred, spied a mark. He pulled apart the tape sides and flattened the rectangle. There, in thin sharpie black, was scrawled a message. Help me. Come inside. Ask for Juanita. Say you are a cousin. <laughs>